Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, TEND is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. There's Salt Lamakia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Rack. First place. And this ball's hit well. Deep out to right. Evan Carter has done it again. A two-run shot. <laughs> Savior. First place, and this ball's hit well. Deep out to right. Evan Carter has done it again. A two-run shot. <laughs> Maybe he is the savior. Here we go. Here we go. Last week of the regular season. Yep. There's no better way to kick off the last week of the regular season. There's no better way to kick off any week of any season than a home run call. Evan Carter going deep for the Texas Rangers. The first place Texas Rangers, Dave Raymond with the call. The home run call of the day. Well, things are obviously super tight, which is awesome. And we're going to keep you updated all week long on what's what and who's doing what and who's going to be in the postseason because, yes, the first postseason games are a week from Tuesday, a week from Tuesday. Speaking of the postseason, that's the theme today. I wanted to give you a taste of what to expect from different perspectives. One from the veteran 
who had been there before, who has experienced the highs and the lows. One from a GM who's preparing his team to get ready for the postseason after already clinching. And one from the rookie who a year ago at this time was sitting in Arizona as one of the players just as the fail-safe, having never gone through it. And these guys that we're talking about who are on today's Baseball Isn't Boring podcast, which, by the way, everybody, FanDuel.com slash boring, FanDuel.com slash boring, please do it now, FanDuel.com slash boring, to win money, to get free money, to just have a good old time, and to support the cause, because FanDuel is part of our family. At BB Isn't Boring. Twitter, Instagram. All right. Well, I didn't want to, I don't want to not pay off on my tees. The people who are involved in today's podcast, the veteran, Colton Wong, the GM, Brandon Gomes, and the rookie, James Outman, all from the Los Angeles Dodgers. They seemed like the good guys to go to because they have clinched so they can sit there firmly. And without any hesitation, say, I am in the postseason, and I this is how I view it heading into the next week. And we're going to start off with Colton Wong. Colton Wong is a guy who he broke in to the majors at 22 with the St. Louis Cardinals, was thrown into the postseason, was thrown into a game, game four of the World Series, 2013 World Series, and ends the game by getting picked off. The lowest of the low, 22 years old. A year later, he's a hero in the postseason. A year later, he figures it out, and he's able to wash away all those memories from the year before. He was great talking about the power of the postseason and the mindset that goes into it. That's what I wanted to bring you, to give you that perspective of someone who's gone the, the highs, like we said, the highs and the lows. Colton Wong. So first Colton, then we'll get to Brandon Gomes, then we'll get to James Outman. But first, the veteran, the guy who has played in 35 postseason games, Colton Wong. You know, a lot of guys go in the postseason for the first time. They have great postseasons, but it's different, man. Like, it's just different, and you've gone through it. Having gone through it, how? so <laughs> this is an informational thing for people who haven't gone through it. Yeah. How is it different? Um, everything's just a lot more under a microscope, you know, and, like, you don't really have multiple games going on at once. You're the, you're the main game, you know, so, uh, you know, that's always big, and then, you know, the attention to detail when it comes to those games are a lot bigger, you know, making sure you're doing the jobs and and then doing the little things to win baseball games. You know, I, I think uh, when you're playing during season 162, you can kind of slip up and, you know, have a few things happen. Uh, during the playoffs, you can't have that. So mm-hmm. it's just about attention to detail and, and understanding that these games, every single game is important at this point. As you went through it, as you've gone through it, like, has it become more and more clear about the postseason's different? Um, and, and has it, you know, like a quarterback, has it slowed down for you? Yeah, I, yeah, it definitely slowed down, but you still get excited. You know, you still get the, the nerve, you still get the jitters, all that stuff. But you understand that, you know, you've been here before. You know those feelings. You you know how to embrace those feelings and and use them the right way. You know, when you're younger, you still let those kind of take advantage and, and let you you know overswing or or try to do too much. Now it's about just understanding that you know these feelings are good feelings. It's about honing it in and, and using it 
the right line. They are good feelings, right? Yeah. Did someone did someone say give you advice? Uh, I mean, and again, when you're younger, someone can give you advice. Not you don't know until you're there. But did, do you remember people talking to you about this sort of topic of conversation? Just talking about how, just enjoying it, enjoying the process. You know, enjoying being here because. Um, you know, it's it's a common theme that people always talk about. You know, there's a lot of great players who have never played in the playoffs. You know, yeah. A lot of great players who have only been to playoffs once, you know, or, or, or that. You know, it's, when you get to the big leagues, you know, you play 162, there's nothing better to play a couple more games in October and, and getting a chance to walk out of that field uh, knowing that you didn't lose. You know, and yeah. you know, that's the coolest thing, man, that, you know, the, all the guys always talk about, all the guys who won World Series talk about, it, and it's just something that just resonates uh, with you as a player is like you know I want to be that guy one day to walk out that field and know that I didn't lose this year and did, uh, that's cool did the image of I, I remember like for the images of guys mm-hmm. on the field of just like veterans who are just like oh my goodness yeah. does, it, does any images spring to mind for you of seeing guys who are who are just like coming out of their skin with excitement like oh man like I didn't know this meant that much to <laughs> you um, nothing really you know popping out of the time but you know just when you talk to all the, the, the greats and you know the guys that I play with I mean the guy Molinos and, and Wayne Adam Wainwrights all those guys and you see the emotion that they give out you know after they won their World Series and uh, you know it, it never changed it seemed to get even more and more uh, exciting you know yeah. it's like it's it's so it's so hard just to get to the playoffs. It's so hard just to get to the next levels, you know. And, and to win a World Series, um, you know, you a lot of things have to have gone right for you. So it's just seeing that and and watching them uh, react the way they would. You know, I think I would either be crying or, or on the floor trying to figure out, you know, what's going on at the time. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then you have the celebration in here, right? And it's like, and it's it's sort of like where when, when someone celebrates uh, a walk off home run, you're like, why are grown men jumping up and down? Because because it work, it takes a, a lot of work to get to that point. So when people see you guys like cut and loose, yeah. like I don't think you can explain that to people, right? No, I mean you're talking about 162 games, you know, for a full season. You're talking about a, a 30 game spring training, uh, and then you're talking about a playoff series of what possibly 20 something games. Mm. You know, so that many amount of baseball games and the hard work you're putting in the off seasons. That you know, people are able to go on vacations. People are able to do all these things. You know. During the off season, you're able to do that as a player, but you still got to understand that the season's around the corner, so you cannot let it go. You know, like you, yeah. can, you can have vacation, but you got to eat healthy on the vacation. And, you know, you can you can do all these that things. Sucks. Like, yeah, you know. So it's like, you know, people are, are always like, you know, these guys get pay the big bucks. It's like you don't realize we never had a summer vacation. You know, we were never those guys that would go to Cabo and, and, and party. You know, like all these guys in here, we've sacrificed every single waking moment of our lives to get to this point. You know, to be able to celebrate this way. What was your so the last thing what was your favorite postseason moment I'm not talking about you know the generic sort of but maybe a favorite moment that's sort of ingrained in your head yeah for me was uh, 2014 playoffs uh, I ended up hitting a walk up home run in St. Louis uh, you know off Sergio Romo uh, yeah. was one of my biggest things for me uh, the year before I got picked off in the World Series so yeah. you know to kind of go from ground zero and work my way up to uh, you know having a good year that year and, and having a good postseason that year uh, it was pretty cool to, to see that you know through hard work and, and never giving up you know you can turn things around can I can I ask you so when you do that when you have that moment mm-hmm. is it the year before that probably you know that lingers with you right yeah, of course. Was, did it almost feel like okay it washed away that washed away. sometimes <laughs> in life that happens right it's just that moment you don't realize it's sticking with you and then something happens like okay it's gone for sure for sure I mean you know that's just kind of like human error I would say you know it's like whenever something bad happens 
but we always feel like we got to do a bunch of other things to combat that or to pick ourselves up from it. So understand that's just a, another way for us to learn and grow and figure out how to get better, you know, how to grow from these situations. You, you know? did, though. Man. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it took me a while to understand that. And then once I finally did, that was the biggest thing. I don't think it was necessarily me going out there and having a good postseason. I think it was me, you know, forgiving myself and understanding that I'm human. You know? How long did it take you to forgive yourself for that? It took me about a year, I'd say, you yeah. know, until that, that postseason. Um, you know, because I was struggling the next year, too, for a little while. It's having a good year, but up and down, really. Um, you know, and right before that postseason, I told myself I was just going to have fun. You know, if this is, this is how it's going to be, if, if, you know, I was getting another chance to be in the postseason, I was going to have fun and go out there and not worry about anything. You know, I think as a young guy, I got there and I didn't know I was going to be in the playoff roster and then I got I got on, you know, and then a lot of other things kind of just kind of spiral from there. So understanding the next year, like, okay, I'm here. I, I've established myself here. Uh, now let's just go have fun and enjoy, you know, all the hard work you put in to get what a great class. lesson man like what a great lesson yeah. to, like to again to you know it lives with you you're a human being and then to go by deal go in the postseason and have that mindset because if you don't have the mindset you probably don't have the wherewithal to hit the grand slam right exactly, exactly. i mean that's that's been the biggest thing is like i had a lot of guys who were able to talk to me and help me out with uh feeling that way you know because as a young kid i was 22 years old at the time you know i didn't know how to even like, oh, talk man. to people about it you know so I uh, had a lot of veterans at the time, Carlos Beltran and, and all those guys kind of really helping me and understand that, you know, this isn't the end of my career, this is the beginning. You know, regardless if it's a tough start or not, there's nothing but up from here. So it was huge to have those guys there to kind of help me uh, take that next step. Yeah, you made me feel good. Because uh, I was there, like, I was there. I was yeah. there, like, I covering the Red Sox were there. Mm-hmm. And, and I, to, to make you, like, you are all human beings, oh, yeah. and, you know? And, yeah. and and as you said, a 22-year-old, this is another thing that we yeah. don't factor in. Sure, you guys make a lot of money and everything, and you had a great career ahead of you. But you're also, like, you you have teammates. And, and then to have that moment a year later, man, so I, that makes me feel good. No, I appreciate yeah. it. Man. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's just understanding that, you know, things like that are going to happen. Um, you know, I was able to learn it right away, you know, and understand, uh, you know, hitting rock bottom right away. You know, so it was like, for me, there wasn't any fear at that point after it. It was like, I knew I've, I've kind of messed up the biggest that I possibly could. So what else am I scared of, you know? Ten I'm, years, ten years. Ten years, and here I am, you know, still here. And I honestly believe it's because of that. Do you? you know, I, I, I do. I, I factor a lot of where I'm at because of that that play. I feel like because of that, it made me more resilient. It made me uh, more confident in myself and uh, have a lot more love for myself knowing that, that at the end of the day, I'm my biggest fan, and I got to be my biggest fan. If That's I allow other people to, you know, sneak in, then I'm never going to be able to be the guy that I want to be. I know I, I apologize, but you made me think. So have you been able to – this is such a great lesson, right? Yeah. This is, And I don't know if you've been able to impart that on – and maybe it's even like heading into this post, and maybe there's a 22-year-old in here. Yeah. Say, so, hey, listen, something might happen. Yeah. It's, it is what it is. It is what it is, yeah. man. I mean, it's not the end of the world. It's a lesson. Yeah. You know, I think once people start realizing that failures is nothing but a lesson to learn, uh, it makes you know it makes life a lot easier. You understand that I can learn from everything. Mm-hmm. All right, thanks, man. That was great. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, great stuff from Colton. Now the GM, 
the guy who has to help prepare their team, the guy who helped build the team, now it gets to the postseason, that team that he built, and now it's about preparing and putting them in the best position. Conversation with Brandon Gomes, hot commodity. Everyone's talking about him. Obviously working with Andrew Friedman at the Los Angeles Dodgers. Former player of the Tampa Bay Rays. Did play in a postseason with the Tampa Bay Rays back in 2011. So he knows a little bit about what that's like as well. But let me give you the GM perspective. And this is coming from Brandon Gomes. As we said, a guy a, guy a lot of people are talking about right now. And, you know, rightfully so. And anybody coming from the Dodgers has a unique perspective. Here you go. Here's Brandon. All right, congratulations on making the postseason. Yeah, thank you very much. Never take it uh, lightly. All right. Um, did you, I can't remember, did you, uh, in the celebratory art, the art of celebrating, uh, who is the best cele- celebrator that you've ever seen? Ooh. Um, I'm trying to think. PK is always a good celebrator. There's usually like some very interesting antics going on, and I think so. You know, he he really appreciates it. He's been he's been in it a lot, but he's uh, he's up there with some of the best that I've seen. What's your philosophy on front office? Do you wait till the World Series, or uh, do you? No? no, 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 no. Okay, but I've not. seen some front offices. They like yeah. they sort of hang in the back. I've seen then I've seen Dave Dombrowski jump into a, a bucket. <laughs> like yeah, no. I mean I think we're we're definitely in there, not in the center of it, but in the mix. It's just so hard to win Major League Baseball oh, games yeah. and and to make the postseason. So want to make sure that each opportunity we get to do that, that we're like appreciating that and getting to celebrate it because otherwise like what are we doing this for and goggles or no god this is the last part of this i'll ask no goggles no i want to feel the burn yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> i think that should be a t-shirt honestly. <laughs> um so uh when you're as, as a front office person as a gm going into this um it just flips man like i don't know when t- take me through because i think people are interested in how this sort of happens you want to make it but you're also preparing you're preparing now you make it how does this work like when how far out do you start looking at it um now when as we're sitting here a couple games out of the regular season what's it look like what's it look like when you actually get in that time between the end of the regular season and the postseason yeah i mean you know kind of seeing where we're at in the standings we had a pretty good lead for a while just starting to at least have a framework of how to handle the last couple weeks um, you know start to look at what potential postseason pitching could look like because with the smaller rosters it's more challenging than it, Is it? used to be yeah. because you just can't give guys blows the way that you used to and skip guys like you have to kind of keep guys on a more regular basis so it does pose some challenges um, so kind of looking at that setting up the best you can you know we're fortunate enough to have gotten the bye in the first round so starting to talk to our coaches and, and head of performance on what that those five days in between look like talking to Mookie and Freddie what what they liked from last year what they would want to adjust and just trying to get as much feedback from the coaches and players so that they feel as ready so as that's possible. a big part of it right I mean this is I mean this is I don't think some, something people understand it's like everyone thinks oh you got the scouting reports you got the analytics but you've got to talk to the players too about especially players who have been there 
Yeah, of course. Yeah. I, mean, I think it's very important to be like, hey, we feel like doing X prepares us better than Y. Like, great. Exactly. Like, how can you not take that into account, right? Yeah. So it's all about like, how, how are they feeling? Understanding that we're not going to be playing nine inning games in between, but like, what what can we do to make sure we're staying sharp, keeping some kind of workload built up, uh, and that way, like, come game one, we we hit the ground running. People love these stories after something happens in a playoff series. Oh, the scout noticed this. You know that. You know those. Yeah. I mean, for uh, and I actually was talking to um, Colton Wong. He was great, man. Like he was great talking about. He got picked off. It's a grand slam a year later. What a lesson it's learned. Yeah. But to go back to the pickoff, this is like a scouting thing, right? You must have like that's what you're searching for. Those little things. Yeah. I mean, we have uh, a great scouting group. You know, you have the analytics, listening to the coaches, players, trying to get feedback from as many people as possible to go in and be prepared and look the way the series are set up now we don't know who we're doing so we kind of got to play a middle ground until we find out who we're playing exactly but you know fortunate enough to have a a really talented group across the board and then you know get a foundation and a pivot based on who wins the series last week is sort of so i i remember back in the day when you had the advanced scouts and then you got a ballroom and you had that ballroom sort of get together does that still happen where you have this moment where we're going to get everybody together like in a big room and carve through everything yeah i mean we we still have our bigger meetings maybe not a ballroom sprinkle sprinkle some zoom in there just because why not um but yeah i think we, we still have those those bigger meetings and then you know from that kind of get it down to smaller some hitting some pitching you know just trying to get a, a sense into more detail so you kind of have like the broad overview and then you get into the more detailed uh, nuances of it you're ready to go though yeah I'm really excited you're sleeping all right yeah sleeping great no melatonin <laughs> all, right, all right thanks you got it all right and finally a guy who has had a really really good rookie year it's just is a, a key part of one of the best teams in baseball right now heading in the postseason, and that's James Outman. We've talked to James before for the podcast, caught up with him again, and just to get his perspective of, you know, listen, I mean, you, you're a rookie. You're just trying to make your way through this six, seven-month season, and now, boom, as Colton said, I mean, the, he, this, is, this is exactly what Colton Wong went through 10 years ago, what James Outman's going to go through. Who knows? Maybe he's going to be a hero. Maybe something's going to happen. Like he's going to get picked off. I don't know. But it felt like a good time to document the beginning of James Outman's postseason career right here in Baseball Isn't Boring. That's what we do. Here's James. So you haven't been in the postseason, but have you? You have been in a postseason at some point <laughs> in your life, right? Uh, I guess. I've been in like tournaments in college and stuff, like conference tournaments, which I guess is the postseason. Okay. Um, minor leagues, I think. Shoot, I think two or three. Okay, but so I don't know if you know this is this is different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I imagine it'll be a little different. So I don't know if, and we were just talking about Colton and other guys who've gone through it before. It, what, you, what, you, how you want to approach it? And I know that you know. You say, well, I want to approach it the same way and everything else, but everything's so micromanaged. You know, I can tell you that, that from my perspective, everything's micromanaged. For you, like 
as we sort of creep into it, what's your mindset when it comes to the postseason? Um, I mean, I think because I don't know what it's going to be like, I just got to revert back to all I've learned this year and in practice and stuff like that and just kind of fall back to the training a little bit. Um, and not get caught up in the... Yeah, yeah, I don't think... I don't think that'll that'll help if I get caught up in in the pandemonium that's going on. But um, I'm sure there'll be some extra adrenaline and stuff. But uh, otherwise, I just want to approach like a normal game and maybe just uh, do a little bit more studying on on um, the guys I'm facing, the guys I'm playing against. When you were growing up, what was your team? Uh, Giants growing up. Okay, sorry. <laughs> but you, you, so you saw, you saw that run. I mean, you saw like the. Did you go to any of the games, the playoff games? No. Yeah. All right. Well, so there you go. Your first playoff game. Yeah, so. it'll be my first big league playoff game. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, but when you watch it, you can, you know, everything. Thing. Uh, can you, as a fan, you get a sense of it, right? You get a sense of like, holy crap. Definitely. Yeah. I mean. Um, Every pitch just matters that much more. Um, every base runner matters that much more. And, uh, you know, just watching the postseason on TV and stuff, uh, you can feel it from your couch. So I'm sure you'll be able to really feel it from the yeah. field. Did you feel it from your couch? I mean, you probably like Bumgarner. That was a run, right? Yeah, yeah, Bumgarner. Um, but honestly, like, just watching, like, every postseason, like, recently, like, the, the Dodgers... Uh, the, the past however many years I've been a Dodger, like watch all of them, and and um, it's been it's been fun and it's been exciting. Well, that's the thing you know them, right? So like you know these guys, and you see them on TV or whatever it is. I'm like, oh man, that seems cool, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've I've heard uh, I've heard really cool things about the postseason and stuff, but. Um, it was it was more fun since I actually kind of knew them last year, uh, seeing them do it uh, and play the postseason. Because um, for whatever part of it, it was six games I was during the season, I got to know the guys a little bit. Yeah, and, um, yeah. So, and just the last thing is like you go through now, like congratulations with everything, right? You've made it through the whole year, and like looking back. Okay. Yeah. Hold on. Wood. <laughs> Knock. Um, but looking back out of it, like, you can, can you appreciate, I think we talked about this before, what you thought at the beginning and what you know at the end, right? Or toward the end, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, I definitely feel like I grew a lot as a player. Um, I, I do my best to try and just focus on the day each day. Mm. Um because at the beginning of the season, uh, you can get caught up in, man, we got 162 more of these or, or 100 more of these, whatever the number is. Um, so I kind of just try and take each day one at a time and stuff like that. But um, looking back, I feel like I've learned a lot, and I'm excited to uh, you know, learn more in the postseason and, and uh, hopefully contribute to, to winning a championship. Yeah, just remember when you have the big moment, right? Just remember, like... I mean, it's, it's it's funny because you go through this now. Where you're like, you could have another month of baseball, in which you like never imagined. Yeah, you know, it's cool. Yeah, most people are, or all the minor leaguers are, are pretty much done. Oh now, yeah, except for AAA. What did you do after? So did you you were you here? Were you watching the games here? Or? Last year. So oh, okay. 
last year? Yeah, uh, after your game. Yeah, I was in the Stay Hot group, so I was over in Arizona. Uh, okay. Just staying, oh, it's yeah, okay. okay. Being ready. All right, well, I appreciate it.